All right. Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Hump Day, uh, Wednesday, December 16th. Very excited to be with you. We um, spoke last week, so we, we want to get you guys um, some more information before the holiday season kicks in. And so we are with um, Richard Rothstein and of, of CEO of Rothstein Consulting. And he'll be joining us on uh, number 24 of hashtag BKOT, build a kick ass offshore team. So as always, we're trying to provide the accounting community with ideas and ways to help grow your firm. And so Richard, uh, thank you so much for being with us today. Very excited. You're yeah. just south of me in DC. I'm in New York City and I'm so excited for the snowstorm. But um, uh, let's uh, get a full introduction of you. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, so uh, I'm Richard Rothstein, the CEO and founder of Rothstein Consulting. And so um, we help professional services uh, organizations like accounting firms um, with their growth. So what we found is primarily um, that there are really only three major bottlenecks for growth. And that's your uh, sales processes, your marketing programs, and your recruiting efforts. And so we bring an inbound methodology to help our clients with any of those three problems and make sure they don't come up again. Beautiful. Yeah. And, and in all honesty, the accounting community needs a lot of marketing help. Uh, there was a quote one day I did, I was on a podcast with Eric Fulbacken and, and uh, uh, oh my God, I can't remember, but yeah, they, they're very, they're very good at what they do. But when it comes to marketing, there's, there's some help that's needed. And so it's nice and, to know that you can provide that idea there. So when it comes to um, develop, business development, right, and focusing on this, um, you had mentioned about, you know, the existing client base. What are, what are some things you can do there? Absolutely. So when you're dealing with the um, existing client base, so there are two major things you want to do here. This is kind of two tips in one. One is reach out to them, make sure they know all the services you currently provide, okay? Number two is figure out what services they need that you're not doing and start doing them. So if you can do those two things, even without picking up the phone or asking for a single referral, you can, you know, really, I mean, really raise your revenue. You know, some people have doubled and tripled what they what they bring in. You know, you see, you can probably find some crazy stories where people like 10x their revenue based on doing that. But, you know, it'll at least increase if you do that. If you just make sure that your existing clients know of any of the other products that are a good fit for them. And frankly, this is really probably the best use of if you're still doing meetings with your clients, right? A lot of accounting firms aren't even doing meetings with their clients anymore, but I, and I, I don't think it's super necessary, but if you are, do like ask some questions about, hey, could you use this service? Could you use that service? Or, you know, if you're the one that's knee deep in their financials, tell them, hey, you really need to be doing this that we offer. You know, let me roll it in for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely agree. Um, we had worked with a firm in, in that type of aspect where we simply provide them staff for data entry, took that off their plate. And their client, they didn't want to get more clients. They wanted to get more revenue from their clients. And so we were able to help them over the course of three years, uh, lower their entire clientele base by 10% while wow. increasing revenue of 40%. So yes, you're, you're absolutely right. And the, 
Um, yeah, your top three things again. I forgot the last one. Sales processes, marketing programs, and what was the third one? Uh, recruitment efforts. Recruitment efforts. Okay, so we'll talk about that at the end. But yeah. more about the the sales processes here. Uh, that could kind of be all over the place. How would you work with somebody and and developing this from you know, beginning to end? That's a great question. And a lot of what I do depends on the size of the firm that people are working with. Okay. When you have like a super small firm, a lot of times they start out with a local like B2C mindset, right? They're doing individual tax returns and they hope they get some people that have like really complicated tax returns and that's where they make their extra money. But um, so for those kinds of people, you know, it's all that networking, making sure they're networking the best they possibly can. Then you get into that R word, referrals, right? You know, making sure you're asking the most referrals you possibly can from your clients. And then, um, and then, you know, kind of making sure you're active on local social media. Like, do you have local groups that are, um, you know, th that are particularly helpful? You know, one of my clients um, you know, has done gangbusters just off of one group on Facebook that he happened to join. It's huge now. It's thousands of members. And anytime anybody goes, hey, guys, you know, what kind of, who, who, I need taxes done, who I go to, they say, hey, go to Frank, you know, so it's those kinds of things can be super helpful when you're in that phase, but you get to a certain point and um, you really, you know, need to make kind of a B2B style shift, right? Where you're looking more to get businesses and get business, you know, businesses, business from the businesses and get ongoing business, not just like once a year kind of visits, you know, where you're doing consistent things for them. And for that, you kind of need to shift your sales processes, be really working things in things like a CRM, be doing consistent marketing outreach to them. So start to kind of act like more of a B2B kind of company. Um, and so with those companies that are making that transition, um, you know, we kind of help them get set up in those tools and make sure they're doing the proper, you know, continued messaging to those, to those people. And then they kind of reach a point where they have that pretty well in hand um, and they may even bring in an internal marketing person. But then what, what we've seen is that the, the holdup that to growth, the bottleneck really becomes getting enough of the right people in the front door, you know, as employees. And so that's where our inbound recruiting uh, comes into play of really marketing yourself as a great place to work as someplace who's different, you know, the, the, to get a good accountant right now is really, you know, really competitive. And so you really have to look at it, you know, you have to treat those people as if they were a client, because at the end of the day, you know, if you bring in a client, you know, they're going to bring you X amount of revenue. But if you bring in a new person that allows you to work on 10 of those people, that could then be 10 X of that kind of revenue. So that's even more important sometimes, mm -hmm. than, you know, then, then you get to a certain point in your growth engine, mind you, you know, then it becomes more important than how do I get that next new client? Way to describe that out. I'm actually taking notes because some good, uh, good feedback here and information that you're providing. And uh, one thing that really caught my attention that you said was the, the groups, right? And networking groups. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Uh, there's always going to be industry networking groups. And yeah. I find that um, prior to working in this uh, community, uh, referrals were always a, a engine for 
the sales side of any company that I've worked for. And now working in the accounting community, uh, it's like they don't want to share best practices. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense, right? And, and so colleagues and friends, and, and over the course of the last uh, three years now, I've seen references come through with us and, and it's a big deal and it puts the client at ease, right? And so that, that's important for um, meeting in these groups to share best practices and ideas. And, you know, it, 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 it's everyone helping each other, right? It's not a competitive nature per se. Um, yeah. So yeah, that really stood out. Uh, so that's really good info. Um, yeah, I mean, what I've seen there too is one of the cool things that's happening is you're seeing people kind of niche in a little bit more yeah. Where they realize that if it's just I want to do everything to everybody, I mean, then it's just going to be a red ocean feeding feeding frenzy. Where they can really make their mark is when they differentiate themselves and say, "I do this for this group of people," you know, which is different from that for that group of people. Then it starts to become a really fun collaborative environment as a marketplace, mm-hmm. because then you Great. can say, "Well, I you need that for that kind of people." That's Chris. You know, you need this for this kind of people. That's Richard. So I have no problem referring Chris tons of business doing that for that kind of people because it's not what I do. Yeah. So it's non-competitive. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well said. Uh, So now we talked about the sales process, these marketing programs. What do I do? Do I go on Instagram? Do I go on Facebook? Do I go on Twitter? Do I go at uh, email blasts, newsletters? And there's so many different ideas. So I hire a company, a person. Right. Where should somebody start, Ryan? Kind of what are, what are your best practices with a, a marketing program? Well, so again, I would, I would start, you know, marketing is all about communications. It's all about one to many. So I would start kind of in that internal um, mode and make sure that, you know, you're letting all of your existing clients know what's going on. That's a huge thing that people just aren't doing. Um, so email, email newsletters really help with that, of making sure that you're established with that existing group of clients, um, you know, especially if you're in a phase where you're not, you know, we're not to a point where you're doing consistent work and super regular work with the clients. And by that, I mean, you know, if you're not in a phase where you're doing like weekly meetings with them or monthly meetings with them, if you only see them once a year, that newsletter you know, sending out a monthly newsletter is really important because that's, a, that's then a touch you know, yep. to them that, that they w- wouldn't have felt otherwise. And there are, there are definitely some great um, content producers out there, but, you know, I mean, and, and for some reason people find it super scary, but just, you know, write down some of the stuff, you know, and, uh, and, you know, put that out the newsletter form. And then here's, here's the fun part, right? I'm, I'm a big content marketing guy and content marketing kind of snowballs. So once you have the, once you've written the email, then you can repurpose that and put that on your website as a blog. So now you can use that to refer new clients to, instead of having to put them, you know, instead of having to, next time you're talking to a new client, you can say, oh yeah, I wrote a blog post about that. Let me, you know, let me send it over to you, you know, that kind of thing. It helps reinforce you, you know, you can, you could regurgitate live in person, everything you put in that blog post. There's something, the way we're wired, it just has more authority if you've, written it down ahead of time and point them to it they go wow this person really knows their stuff even though it's the same exact stuff you tell them in person but kind of keep snowballing that you know there are some great ways for small businesses now to do some awesome things you know this is a prime example right 
here we're doing an interview. You know, this is great content marketing for you guys. It's great content marketing for me, right? Not only are we live on Facebook, but you're also recording, you know, you're recording this. So we're going to use it again later for other ways. That's the big thing I would say to people that feel like, oh my gosh, I don't have time to do this is find the things and video is great at this. Like just do some interviews or just, you know, just start recording yourself talking about things that you know about and that are your specialties, you know, in accounting, like, because I guarantee you other people don't know that stuff. And there are really cool tools to like, you know, for instance, I mean, I use a tool when I'm doing interviews like these where, you know, it transcribes everything for me. So after the, you know, after the interview, then from the Zoom, then I have the, um, you know, I, I have then, I have the video I can post on YouTube and mark it on my, on my blog. I have, and, you know, send out to social media that way. I have the, you know, the audio file that I can do kind of some of the same stuff with. I have, you know, I've set it up so I, the transcription I can, I can, you know, just run that as is. It makes it super easy to just kind of, okay, well, let me look at this and let me write, you know, 50, 100 words about it. Like, there are all kinds of great ways now to stack content and, and content marketing, I think, is the best place for, um, especially professional services, to start and, and accountants because at the end of the day, you're wanting people to see that expertise in you and your team. Mm-hmm. So if you can show them that through and content marketing is the best way to show. So I would say the first place to start is through that content marketing piece before you start buying ads and, you know, messing with pulling all the levers on your, um, you know, on Google and Facebook, which are all great. That SEO stuff. Right. And in SEO, organic SEO is the second place I would go, by the way, um, because if you're, especially if you're still in that local phase, Oh my gosh, one of my clients kills it on organic search. They kill it. Like, because they've got a great, and, and they outsource this, you know, they outsource to a great SEO guy who gets them, you know, high rankings on all the maps and all the everything. So that when somebody does that search locally on, on needing tax return, they're coming to that firm, you know, most likely because they're the one that pops up. So that's the second thing I would say, like start with your content marketing and all, and, and also, you know, secondary would be do the, do the local SEO, especially if you're a low, if you're, if you're more just starting out, you know, it'll be, it'll be so worth it. Yeah, no, it's spot on with the content marketing, right? And that's the idea behind um, helping out clients on a daily basis, right? And as much as we can, right? You're doing webinars, doing this, you know, doing meetings. You just, education is so important. So having the information out there, being the go-to resource, right? And like you said earlier, if you just have a once-a-year meeting, but you're sending monthly newsletters or you're um, keeping them them top of mind, right? Keeping your company top of mind, then that's good. Right? You don't have to do weekly meetings or, or, or there's very creative touch points that you can manage uh, with your time, right? And like you said to yourself too, right? This is, we're not going to sit here and talk for eight hours today, you know, but we're here getting an idea of how this could work for the accounting community. Um, so yeah, well said. And so now let's talk on through sales processes, marketing programs, the recruiting aspect, right? So, um, so the an internal program to attract the best employees. Uh, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yeah. Especially so this with, is with the remote aspect nowadays. 
Absolutely. So um, I think this is great. Like it, 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 the remote aspect pairs with it really well. And, you know, the things you can do with, with remote um, workers and even, you know, like kind of offshore staffing, you know, there is kind of a slight difference there as far as, you know, oh, I'm hiring somebody who I want to be uh, my accounting manager of nonprofits, uh, you know, that, well, I happen to be in DC, but because of the way the world works right now, I'm hiring a guy that works in that, that, you know, commute telecommutes in from Sheboygan, you know, doesn't matter because I'm using the right tools. Um, You know, this is kind of a thing too, about a a productivity thing. If you're using the right tools these days, which are practice management tools, you know, it doesn't, what we're seeing COVID is that it doesn't matter, right? Where you're sitting. So you can be sitting in, uh, you know, right next to each other. Um, well, six feet away from each other, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yes, good point. Six feet away. Um, <laughs> but, um, or I don't know, the, it keeps getting bigger. I think now like it's like 20 feet, but. Um, Just don't but, touch anything. Don't touch anybody. Whatever. Right. Wear a mask. Um, but for socially distant, uh, close, or, or, you know, or you can be across the country. It, it doesn't matter. And then that kind of extends across the world. Those same tools, if you're being smart about them, you know, you can bring in people in other countries that can do it just as well. I mean, can do some, especially, you know, the, how far up you can get people using, you know, things like integrity is, you know, and to, to do those tasks for you is, is, you know, mind boggling. Like I wouldn't have thought to do that, you know, and it's kind of the, you know, it's, it's, I mean, the rest of you know the rest of the world is seeing this and how much you can use VAs now, you know, virtual mm-hmm. assistants. But it's kind of with accounting, there's been this kind of thing of like, mm, I don't know, like I do really sophisticated stuff. And you know, what's important about a business, any business, but especially about accounting business, is that you be that leader, is that you be the person they trust. It doesn't matter that you're the one manning the calculator. And please don't, because, you know, you need to be doing those things that really, you know, those extra services that I talked about, right, that make you more money and make you extra money. They're not pounding the calculator more. They're, you know, helping people in different ways run their business better. So outsourcing totally helps with that because it frees up the bandwidth to do it. I, I love outsourcing, you know, uh, for, you know, uh, for, for a lot of this, you know, and then, you know, it frees you up too to be like, okay, well, if I've got that handled, especially if I'm saving money doing that, then I can put more into being more competitive with those higher level people who are the ones yeah. that really are going to make the difference with clients anyway. So right. I love it. And I think, you know, from a, it fits in great with, with an executive, kind of the executive search side of things because it frees up more resources to go after better people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very well said. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, the idea for to free up time to in, implement these sales processes, right, marketing programs, having the right team in place. So, you know, the technician leaders are out driving business, right, getting right. more clients, not working in the business, right? And so it's always about your onshore and your offshore team complementing each other and growing and scaling as one. And, just, and, you're, and you said it exactly right. It doesn't matter where you are, right? We're, we're able to meet. <laughs> and yeah. You're in DC, I'm in New York, but the power of technology, you know yeah. what I mean? And so um, it, 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 the, there's always opportunities 
that arise from, you know, unfortunate situations. And, and it, the accounting community has been a little bit slow to get to this uh, virtual aspect, but I think now, um, are they embracing it slowly, but it's the realization that it could be done is so important. And that's where, and that's where we're at now. Um, so yeah, spot on with that. Uh, Richard, so anything else that you want to mention or talk anything about your company? Any final thoughts before we uh, wrap up today? No, not particularly. I feel free to, uh, you know, to uh, visit RothsteinConsulting.com and you can, uh, you know, schedule a chat with me. Um, and, you know, and, uh, and we can kind of see, you know, if you have some, if you're looking to get growth, you know, there are a lot of accounting firms that, you know, are totally expert at what they do, but really need the world to hear more about, you know, who they are. And, uh, that's the, that's, you know, a huge thing that I help people with. So thanks mm -hmm. for, you know, having me on Chris. And I think, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely a, a lot of people I, I hope hear this and go, Oh yeah, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. Again, I love your background. So, look, and thank you so much for taking time out today and, and meeting with me and, and discussing this, this ideas of, of marketing and trying to make more money organically because it can be done, right? And so, check out richardrosting.com. Um, everybody else, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day. Uh, again, we'll see you soon with some more um, special guests and helping out. Uh, be safe, be sound, and if you're in New York City, have fun with the snowstorm, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Richard, thank you so much. Take care.